Welcome to this week's episode, my friends, of Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studios. I'm your host, Tammy Riley, and I am really excited to share my good friend, Nats, Natalie Murray. Um, what I really want you to pay attention to in, in this episode is her words of wisdom in, in crafting your life in a way that suits you, right? So really looking at how to balance it all out for yourself. And that doesn't mean that it's a rush to the finish. This is the idea that it might span, you know, months or, or weeks or even years, coupled with the idea of our weekly quote unquote therapy sessions. I really want you to pay close attention to all things Natalie. She just really excites me and I hope she will motivate you and inspire you in the same way. So please listen in to the amazing Natalie Murray. Welcome back, friends, to the next episode of Living Well While Living Online. I'm Tammy Riley, your host, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Natalie Murray. Natalie is coming to us from Jamaica, so you're going to love hearing her accent, Yaman. And um, Natalie and I have been friends for quite a while, and as with most of my crew, it's from my fitness life. She's, She's coming in from my spinning community. But Natalie is really an integrated health coach, so she has many tools in her toolbox, and wears many hats. So um, Natalie, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tammy. (laughs) It's so fun to do this. So, you know, behind the scenes is Natalie and I get to see each other. You know, I think I've told you this before because I hate having a conversation out into the great beyond. So it's really lovely to see your face. You have funky blue hair today, which (laughs) I love. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's so nice to have this conversation. So thank you. Natalie, you've been doing so much work in in the world of wellness for yourself and and for your community. So I'm really anxious for you to sort of describe your journey. I know that it came, it started personally. So you've been in in the health and wellness field for a while. And yeah, if you can share a little bit about what put you on the path and what you're currently doing, that would be great. Sure. Um, So I was a banker for um so i have a background in economics and finance i have an mba (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm fit and smart um so i worked in financial services for 18 years two of them in canada just after i finished up with my undergrad degree and then 16 with a large international bank in jamaica and um it just didn't make my heart sing and I remember you talk about our spinning, uh, our spinning community and our spinning conference in Miami that we would go to. And I remember having a breakdown, um, a full on breakdown there, like bawling tears, because I just wasn't I wasn't happy with my job, mm. although it facilitated a really nice lifestyle. It just didn't make my heart sing. And I was so torn and I wanted to I just wanted to spin every day of life and just do that for a living. And I mean, I knew that that wasn't. That really wasn't realistic for me. So I was fortunate to find this career called health coaching, which is so cool because I love talking to people and I love love things about health and wellness. And um, I just it was it was difficult to leave the stability of a corporate space and just jump. But, you know, I got to be 40 and I thought. 40 is kind of like the make or break it year. You know, you have to do it or don't do it. So you're either going to decide or put it aside. Mm. Um, And somebody said to me that indecision is the worst form of self-abuse. And that really, (laughs) really resonated with me. Wow. Because I realized that that's what I was doing. I I was abusing myself by working in this job. That was great, by the way. Nothing was wrong with the job. The people I worked with were amazing. The environment was phenomenal. It was just, it was lovely. It just wasn't for me anymore. So how hard is that, right, in that moment to look at that and say, I love the lifestyle. I love the people. This is what I'm trained to do. But yet it's not, it's not making my heart happy. Yeah. I I cried at work almost daily. It was, it was torture. It was really torture. Um, so I did. I jumped. And but at this point in my life, I was I was a certified spinning instructor. So I was hobby teaching a couple classes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was coaching people 
health coaching on the side, like doing, you know, weekends and evenings. And I had a couple of group programs running and, um, I took the jump and it's been great ever since it's been really cool. I still teach spinning and I run detox programs. Yeah. And, um, and you're busy. And I'm busy. I do this really amazing test called epigenetic testing, which is like um, a hair strand test that gives me an idea of um, what you need more of, like what minerals, vitamins, nutrients, yeah, fatty acids, amino, uh, the whole so spectrum completely. of things. So it really has a yeah, you get so a completely really holistic work. Completely, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then I just open up a store. <laughs> I just got a little quick tour of it on Zoom. It was so great. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. I remember we talked about me coming to do a training and you were like, well, I might have this store open. So so I knew that it was growing. But I'm so happy that you made it happen during a, a, a pandemic. Well, I didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. And we opened... We opened our doors to the public February 22nd. Oh, my God. And Jamaica had its first COVID case like two, three weeks later. (laughs) And I remember remember standing in the store looking out the doors as I was locking up one night going, what's going to happen now? (laughs) (laughs) What did I just do? (laughs) Yeah, but we grew and it's been... um, it's been awesome. So, so everything happens for a reason, you know. Yeah, and I, and I would think too with with all of this and this is just what I'm seeing. I think one thing that this this whole worldwide pandemic has done is made people stop in their tracks and realize that if they're not healthy, they're not going to survive this, right? That we know our health and and taking care of ourselves is is really imperative to surviving this this disease, right? This yeah. virus. So I would think that that's great for your business because with all of the wellness products and the services that you offer, you know, maybe you're going to have more people that are more apt to take care of themselves over there. I hope so. I mean, we're seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a little bit of shift in um, certainly awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not seeing massive shifts in behavior as yet. Uh. Um, even in my coaching practice, um, I still see people struggling with the same things that they always struggle with. So things got in the beginning of COVID. I think people certainly rushed in here and bought out all the vitamin C and the vitamin D and the echinacea and the elderberry that they could find. <laughs> now it starts becoming, I guess people are becoming numb. Mm, They're yeah. not as focused. Um, so they're still just looking for convenience and weight loss and, Right, that kind of stuff. Yeah, isn't that crazy that th- that that habit, that mentality, right? And we we've we work with this all the time as people in the health and wellness field. You know, the superficial. I call it the candy. You know, it's always about how you fit into your jeans and and having the washboard abs. It's not really about what's under the skin, right? And so you're such a testament with the job, and that's huge, right? The job didn't make your heart sing. That's part of your wellness. Um, but I think people people still don't see it that way. They don't see the big picture. And I was kind of hoping that that this global event um, would make people see beyond the candy, you know, see yeah. beyond that. But there, know. there was a lot I was hoping that this global event was going to do for people. And it did in the beginning. Um, I think it slowed people down a lot, which was super. Um, even myself, like I took time to um, have a daily meditation practice. Okay. And then I stopped oh. <laughs> again. <laughs> okay, because- so I love this. Like, so this is raw, authentic. <laughs> Natalie and I were chatting. Like, we as fitness professionals, as wellness professionals, we know what to tell our clients, but that doesn't mean we do it or we're good at doing it. So this is like, this is real, right? It's not yes. easy. You know, you know it. And here you started the practice and you're already off the wagon. And what's derailed you, you think? Um, time. Time is the biggest, um, the biggest monster. So it's, you know, you, you do what you prioritize. Yeah. 
You do what you prioritize. And you're right. I mean, I tell my clients all the time, you got to you got to train, you got to work out, you got to do cardio, flexibility and strength training. It's, it's a triangle of things you got to do. You just got to do them. And last year. OK, no, not last year, because last year was 2020. The year before. I really wasn't. I was teaching my spinning classes, so I was on the bike when I needed to be teaching. So I was getting my cardio in, but I wasn't making the time for weight training. And I had to stop and say, and it was guilt, by the way, because I thought that if people saw me at the gym and not working, Ooh. that they would think I am goofing off. Like I should be at work during work hours. Interesting. But the entrepreneur doesn't have work hours. Our work week is 24 hours a day. So we have to carve out our own spaces. So I had to have the conversation with myself that said, if you pop down, how are you going to tell people to take care of themselves? So you can't, you can't pop down. So it was imperative that I carve out an hour, four, four to five days a week, that was my training time where I was training and I didn't answer the phone and I didn't look at my WhatsApps and I didn't look at emails. This was my training time. It didn't matter if it was 10 o'clock in the morning when people thought I should be at quote unquote work because this is part of my career. I can't, I have to do what I tell people to do. So I, I really got a handle on that in 2020. I now train four days a week in addition to spinning four days a week. Yeah. Which is huge, right? And like you're saying, time is, again, one of those things that transcends, you know, socioeconomic status, the country we live in, um, and you, religion, anything, you name it, gender. It's always about, oh, I don't have time, right? And and it's, it's, it is a valid excuse because we are so busy. But at the same time, your point was so important. It's what you prioritize, right? Yeah. You prioritize. So, yeah. I think that with people having to slow down a bit, they could spend a little more time. As you're saying, you started your meditation practice, but, but you know, we have to keep carving that time out for whatever yes. it is, you know, for whatever yeah. it is that, that is. Um, yeah. So, so what, I've, what I started to do just last week was at my gym because I've, because I've got the, and I believe in baby steps and layering. Okay. Right. So because I got the working out down pat. My gym has an outdoor space that's like a rooftop and it's not always busy in the morning. So I said, since I'm at the gym, I'm just going to go in that corner. And even if it's five minutes, five, 10, 15 minutes, and I'm going to do my meditation there. Mm -hmm. Because if I, because what I was trying to do is go home and then, but by the time I'm home, my brain is going, I got to go to the bank. I got to get into the store. I got to, got to, got to, got to. And then those things are coming at you. Yeah. Absolutely. Which are the other things that rob you. Yeah. And Natalie neglected to say she's the mom of three girls. And so that also keeps you. <laughs> <busy>. <laughs> yes. You kind of left yeah. that little piece out in your timeline. Um, yes. But, you know, it's, you know, one is, is a little bit older. Courtney is finishing up her, her high school, yeah. right? And um, is she back in the States, by the way? No, she's here. Okay. She's here. Okay. She's here. And then Zara just started high school, so she's 12. Yeah. And Sienna is 10. Right. So those are busy, active years, and you have to keep your eyes on them, especially they're young women. So Yeah, man. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. So you get home and you are. All of us are. We're pulled in a thousand directions. So I love that yeah. tip of, you know, while you're there, it might not it might not have felt like it made sense, but it does find that rooftop spot, whether it's five minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yes, that's, that's a beautiful tip of it. And with the, with the children, cause for me, and I'm not saying, I mean, I know a lot of people are out there that are in this situation, but there is no, there's no husband to help. help. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I hate saying I'm too. a single mom, but I am a single mom, but the dad, um, my ex-husband, he is very participatory. Yeah. But, when I have the kids, I have them 100%. And when he has the kids, I have them 50%, even if he has them, because they call me. <laughs> yes, it's somehow the, the role of the mom, right? Especially for, for the daughter. I'm cer certain there's things coming up in their age right now where they don't feel comfortable going to dad. You know, it, it yeah. can be normal to, you know, privacy and, oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah. 
So, for sure. so a lot going on. <laughs> Lots. And four dogs and two cats. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, so you go to the store to escape is what, what you're I saying. I do. <laughs> so at 1.2, Natalie, um, with her detox program, and I don't know if you're still doing this, but you know, when they, they can opt in to get the meal plan. So you were preparing all the meals and then having them delivered as well. And that's, yeah, that's a lot doing meals yes. every day, even if it's a, a five or seven day program, it's just very intensive when, you, so are you still doing that program as well or? Um, no, I don't do the meal prep program anymore, but we do run the detox where we prepare and deliver the smoothies and soup okay. and pills and potions <laughs> to people. Um, but I've, I've pared it down to just once a month yeah, okay. because I felt that it was just, you know, you have to craft your life in a way that, um, that suits you. And, and you and I were just kind of alluding to that before that I, I feel pulled in so many different directions that, I, I want to be doing the store. And then I got something, I have a client that wants to come in. And so, you know, I talk to my kids about balance and I try to explain that balance may not be achieved in a day or a week or a month, but when you spread out your timeline and you look at a year or even a decade, then you can start to see some sense of balance. So maybe I might pause the coaching at some point just to kind of grow and solidify the store. Doesn't mean you give it up forever, you know? Right. So I think that is one of the problems that many of us face is we're not good at saying no. And, and you know, we want it, you know, you, you start these things, right? You started spinning because you loved it because of how it made you feel. So then you became a teacher and, and that was important to you. And then you got into the coaching and that's been important to you. And you got really heavy into the supplements and, you know, the mm -hmm. detoxing, you know, so it's like you take on all these things you're excited about, but then you're right at some point, something has to give. And, and I think many of us in this profession or in many professions just have a hard time saying no. So I love that you said you have to craft your life in a way that suits you. So yeah. it will ebb and flow where maybe something has to be put on pause for a little bit. And so yeah. is it like, do you have guilt with that? Is it just like what's uh, the feelings associated just, with the no? Being a, being a, being a super, being a super achiever. Mm -hmm. um, it's just internally, it's just hard to acknowledge um, and I love the coaching, you know, I love one-on-one -on -one with people, but I get a lot of one-on-one -on -one at the store. So it's really just for me to sit and take a little time. And this is something else that I think we need to do more of as people is, um, we busy up ourselves, you know, so you got to pull back and journal. You got to, and I do journal. I start, so that's, that's also something I started doing during COVID and I've kept it up. Yeah. Not daily, mm -hmm. like I want to, but I've I've certainly kept it up. And but we got to pull back and strategize about our lives, you know. And it's not about setting goals and checklists, but it's really going, okay, what's working, what's not working, what am I feeling, and what do I need to shift, you know? And something that I started doing last year, and I'm so proud of myself for keeping it up, is um I started getting some sort of therapy every week. It was lymphatic drainage massage in the beginning, and then it became Reiki, and reflexology got in the mix, and then just regular deep tissue, like a sports massage. So every Wednesday at 9.30, I, I have a, a session, and it could be an hour, it could be an hour and a half, and... I just go to the woman and I tell her what I'm feeling and she decides what she's going to do. I just leave it up to her and it's phenomenal. So Wednesdays are super special to me. That is so, so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Because I think <laughs> we're not, again, we're not good at that. Like I would, I, you know, I think it's that, oh my God, I, I don't have time for me. And I, you know, self-care is re we really don't prioritize it for ourselves and, um, you know, this is, this is big, like to make that commitment every week. And I mean, big in such a beautiful way. Um, yeah. I love that you at least know on Wednesdays, that's your time. Um, and that you get this treat and, oh gosh, yeah. it must just be. But amazing. the joke is I don't ever tell anybody, oh, I'm going for my massage. Because to me, that just sounds so luxurious. I'm like, no, I have therapy at 930. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Because therapy is is the health version of that, right? You're like, oh, my doctor said I need therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's even if, even if I just lie on her bed and fall asleep, which I do maybe eight out of 10 times I fall asleep. Mm. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. It's, it's like, like a midweek yeah. break. And that's what you need, right? So if even if it is falling yep. asleep, that's exactly what you need in that moment. Yep, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Oh my gosh, Nats, you always have such great things. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love our conversations. Um, so, you know, you have a lot going on, busy, 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 single mom, all these girls. Like, So then who who's your support system? Like who, who keeps Natalie up? Like, you mm. know, who, who keeps you? I mean, I know you're good. You're good about that with yourself, which is good. But, but, um, who's the behind the scenes to, to Natalie Murray? <laughs> so I have a, um, I have a girlfriend, her name is Alana and we joke and I call her my wife and, mm-hmm. you know, she, we, she's, um, she's a mom of three children as well. Um, and her partner does not live with, they don't live together. So a lot of the times it's kind of like, like she's a single mom. I mean, but she does have a partner in her life, the the father of the children. Um, So we will share cooking sometimes. So like, it'll be like, okay, dinner at my house tonight. Everybody comes over to me or dinner at your house tonight. So, so we keep each other we keep each other up and going and we'll do stuff with the kids on the weekends so that, cause you know, it's, it's always easy when there's more kids around and another person. Yeah. Um, so she keeps me going. Also, um, soca music. Ah, I am yes. a lover. And yes. if I get down, I just fling on some soca music and I'm just like in heaven. Um, music, That's- music is a big support for me. Yeah, I love that because I think when I ask this question, you know, our our go-to, our natural reaction is the person. And I, I think that is sort of what I'm asking, but I love that you just picked music. Like, I think we forget that these these things, these important um, things mm-hmm. in our lives can be just as much support as going to a dear friend. And, and yep. music certainly is magical, you know. God, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, man. Um, and I've, seen two- you. I've seen you do some soca. You or two. My butt does not work the way yours does. But, um. <laughs> there's um, there's a couple other things that I do. Um, well, being committed to my spin class because mm-hmm. there's days, honestly. There's and I thank my class so often because there's days I don't want to go. Yeah. And if I was a participant in a class, I might not go. But because I'm leading the class, I have to go. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, I'm always so glad that I went. You know? Yeah. So committing to your exercise, I think, is really cool. Um, I think that, um, and just as a side note for, you know, I talk with a lot of fitness professionals on here, but I think the the image that people have when they go to a class is that the instructor is always ready and eager to work out. And they don't realize how many times we literally had to you know, we tried to get a sub, you know, because we were like, oh my God, I can't, I just can't do it. Couldn't get a sub. And you're like dragging yourself there. But, Mm -hmm. but it is so true. There is something about that energy, that connection and you're Mm -hmm. there in front of them. And the second you're there, we know we turn the music on, we turn the mic on and are, we we're like, oh yeah, that's right. I did want to be here. Um, Yes. (laughs) It's not fake. Once we're doing it, it's not fake, but you know, it's hard. Even professionals have to push themselves uh, some days to, to move. Um, there's also two people resources that I use, um, online a lot. One is Tony Robbins. I love listening to Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. I actually just completed a course in neuro-linguistic programming. Oh, so I'm going to get my certification next week, um, to get my actual certificate. Yeah. But NLP is something that, yes, I'm now certified in LLP, but I have a, I, I want to redo it again and just, you know, start practicing on friends and stuff. But um, Tony Robbins is, is phenomenal. And he, sorry, the Tony Robbins thought led me to the NLP certification that I just got because that's what he does. Yeah. 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 He, that's the language thing that he uses NLP. Yes. He's super motivational, you know, even if you, if you don't go that far, but yeah, he's yeah. got some great stuff out there. Amazing. And um, I listened to Abram Hicks. Oh yeah. 
I draw on Esther all the time. So depending on what I'm feeling, I'll do a YouTube thing like um, self-worth. Like I'll, you know, Abram Hicks on self-worth and listen to that. Or Abram Hicks on love and I'll listen to that because, you know, we're always searching for love. If love's not searching for us. <laughs> Natalie always has, always has some little love floating around her. Um, <laughs> she... And and I I'm I'm gonna explain this and I've taught I've said this to you, but Natalie to me, when I'm with her, I strive to be a better female. And I mean it in that sense because you emanate and like ooze the feminine <laughs> in such a beautiful way, right? It's just who you are. you you seem very comfortable in your body, which I'm not always comfortable in my own skin, the way you carry yourself. So literally, I've been in the grocery store in Miami with Natalie where she's reading the carton on like coconut water and people are walking by like falling into each other because they're watching her. (laughs) Natasha and I would stand there and be like, you've got to be kidding me. There's like four people like standing around her and it's nothing she's doing. It's just Natalie being Natalie. And so I mean that in such a beautiful way. That you just, you know, in the right way of just confidence and femininity. Um, I think that's the right way to say it. And um, I'm grinning. You're yeah. so <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it um, it makes me want to want to be a better woman. It really does. Because um, wow. I think sometimes that's a part of me that I I you know the sexuality and 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 feeling that way. You know, it's easier to dismiss that, and it's easier to be like mm. the yuck. And the, you know, that, that could be the, the only part of my story. But when I am with you, it, it reminds me that I need to embrace all parts of myself. Oh, and you were so amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't even know that you ever had thoughts like that. <laughs> yes, Natalie, I do. And, and thank you for helping me. <laughs> so I hope, you, yeah, I hope you all get a chance to spend some time with that so you can feel that too. But um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I love these things. So it's really, so before the world has shut down and, you know, COVID has hit, mm-hmm. Were you, did you go to your same resources? Were these the same type of things? I know you said you started journaling and you started the meditation during COVID. So that's awesome. But like the Tony Robbins, the the Googling self, self-worth, were those practices that you already had in place? Yes, those were practices I had in place. Yeah. Um, and it, I think as a, regardless of a pandemic or not, as an entrepreneur, gosh, as a human being, mm-hmm. You don't always wake up going, yes, world, I'm ready for you. Bring it, you know, and that is the energy that you need to take to life. You do have to, because if you take ugh, the alarm went off, groan, I wish I could roll over. You're going to have a crappy day, right, you know? right. So, um, so yes, those, those uplifting things, things that fixed my soul um, have, have been integral. And I realized especially the music I realized it once like I couldn't understand why I was feeling so cruddy all the time and I realized that I stopped listening to music in my car and I was like this has to change and then I started again I was like oh that's what was wrong okay I'm fixed (laughs) wow wow and so you were probably like listening to the news or a podcast or a book on tape like yeah you know you shift your time but but clearly you needed those moments of of sound the music. Yep, for sure. You you hit on such a, a great point about the energy, right? And so there is mm-hmm. one thing to wake up with that energy and that feeling, but I've noticed with, um, now thankfully you have a store and so you are in contact with, with actual people, which is so great. <laughs> <laughs> but I know even prior to that, a lot of your work was online and a lot of your marketing is done online and your clients aren't always with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, so but so now, right in this world, we are even more like all your meetings are probably Zoom meetings. Like we're we're doing this. So mm-hmm. energetically, it, are you feeling a shift? Like what is it? Is it costing more? Are you not noticing that? Like how are how are you feeling just in general with the with the word energy in your body? I'm I'm actually really good, um, and I am an extrovert, so I need people, right? <laughs> I, I'm the person that if, I, if I'm in a bit of a funk, I go to a coffee shop. Even if I don't know anybody there, just being around people is going to help lift me up. So when we had the lockdown yeah. and curfew was early and oh, that puts a damper on things. But fortunately, I do have the store. 
So there's always somebody to talk to. And then my store is in a nice plaza where two doors down is a wine shop. (laughs) That's where I get my salads in the day and my wine in the evening. All all in balance. All balance. (laughs) So fortunately, I still get people. And then my gym never closed. Wow. So I've been able to work out and interact with my trainer. Oh my gosh, people who support and lift you up. How could I forget Marlon? Oh my goodness. Marlon is the most incredible human being. One of the best people in my life. He is energy 24 seven, 110%, if not 150%. He brings it and he calls me. It's not just me. He calls everybody that trains with him. My queen, my goddess, um goody well it just everything that just is so like so uplifting and phenomenal and he smells good and he's <laughs> if you ever go into my instagram you'll see pictures of me and him he's tall and muscular and very good looking our dear friend natasha did message me once and ask me very naughty things about i i've seen the pictures i wish it was the scratch and sniff i i am sure that she wanted to have a little introduction <laughs> so it's um, it's also interesting because jamaica like you're a small island and so it was pretty strict like i know people that they couldn't get home like jamaica pretty yes. much said, sorry i know you live here but you can't come home right now um yeah. kind of closed the borders so but your gym was able to stay open and your and stores were able to was your store ever did it ever have to close close or i never had to close no um I had to close early. Right. So okay. there were days when we closed early, but we're back to normal. Um, so one thing that's changed significantly in my life, though, is the the way that we socialize. So again, you know, I love soca music and I love parties. So parties are not allowed. Right. So carnival was canceled, um, which was a massive damper because that's something that we look forward to and we train for. (laughs) Explain, can you just briefly explain, because carnival in case someone is like a carnival, because carnival in the U.S. is, you know, Ferris wheels and rides and games. It's very different. Oh, carnival uh, is, um, it's a celebration of... of freedom and expression. It's beautiful. It, it culminates in a road march where we are dressed in uh, swimsuits, I guess you would say, yeah. but but jeweled yeah. um, with feathers and all sorts of crazy stockings or boots or shoes or whatever. And it's it's just a beautiful expression of freedom is really and a celebration of life it's phenomenal and the music is amazing and it's something that makes my soul soar and it it's a week-long celebration with lots of parties all over the place and then it culminates in the road march and it, I mean, when I say swimsuits, these are skimpy, skimpy, yeah, yeah. skimpy. Listen, <laughs> you have to follow Natalie because she has some photos of herself in, in <laughs> the essence of suits that she's saying, but completely feathered and bedazzled up. It's it's similar to, um, it reminds me of a lot of Mardi Gras, like what you would see mm-hmm. down in New Orleans and Mardi Gras like that. But, but I think even less clothing. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that, that going away was a big deal. So, um, so our, the way that we socialize has changed because we have curfew now. Our curfew is 10 p.m., which is not bad because you can still go out for a drink, mm-hmm. but you just can't gather in groups of more than 15. So, you know, things are different, but I think um, definitely for adults, definitely manageable. Yeah. Who are not good are the teenagers, I think, and the children. Mm. So this is where my heart hurts a little because my my daughter who just went into high school is doing high school on the couch. Oh, you know, um so she's in her uniform from the waist up, from the waist down, she's in boxers or gym shorts and she's just, you know, they're not moving as much, so I've had to focus a lot on bringing movement to them. So I've hired a boxing coach to come twice a week and box with them. Wow. They've never done boxing before, but he was a customer at the store. And I was like, huh, I don't come to my house and train my kids. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Just make a move. <laughs> <laughs> and they love the boxing. 
Wow. And then there's a tennis guy that comes to their dad's house because he has uh, tennis courts at the complex he lives in. And then we take them swimming on the weekends. I've had to pour a lot more time into their movement so that their moods stay up a little. Yeah. Um, And I've also had to spend time and energy and finances on, um, I guess, almost like a performance coach for one of them because she's just not managing teenage hormones Mm. and COVID and new school and not seeing friends. You know, it's just so much. That's a very delicate time in her life. I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying it's going to be interesting, you know, in 10 years from now when we look back and we can, and this is going to expand globally what has happened yeah. to this generation like just exactly what you're talking about these high school students that that missed out on on the socialization that they need so much and and the worry and the lack of movement right there's so many things so so yes we know life is starting to open up and things are getting better and and we'll be back into our our new world soon but i just wonder at what cost these poor kids are are going to have, yeah. have bared the brunt of, you know, with, without it's, it's scary. I tell you, um, Sienna had a fever. This is my littlest one. Um, she's 10. She had a fever on Monday. So she just went to school Monday morning, Monday afternoon, comes home, feeling tired, has a fever. By Monday night, she's bawling her eyes out. Oh. Not because she has a fever, because she's afraid she has COVID. Right. So normally a fever would be like, eh, okay, I have a fever. Maybe you have an ear infection. No, this kid went all the way to maybe I have COVID, you know, and she was really scared. Yeah. So we don't know what, and I say all the time, the emotional fallout is so much greater, not just for the kids, but for the, for us big people. Yeah. So we talk about boosting our immune system and taking our vitamin C and D and zinc and all that good stuff. But we really need to take care of our mental health because that's that's the that's the bigger fallout. And the alcohol. Oh yeah. so many people. <laughs> it is that love hate with it, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But that's that's really such an important point, you know, the mm-hmm. emotional fallout. And it it is transcending. So I look at my aunt. I have an aunt that lives in an assisted living community. She's 103. Whoa. Yeah. And, you know, she's lived a great life, but I've watched her deteriorate because she doesn't have the interaction that she used to. You know, like we can't visit. You know, she's like, she gets nervous. No, don't come. You you know, you, it's not good to look through the window. Don't come and visit, you know. So, you know, the emotional Mm. piece of, of for her, right. So it's every age group. It's, it's everyone. And, um, yeah, it's so, yeah. I mean, the thing is, that's just so bizarre to me when I think about it is it's just so hard to wrap your brain around the the globalness of this, the, the thing that it's reaching every single person where most tragedies that have happened for us, it's something, oh gosh, in Jamaica, they had this, or you can say, oh, this happened in the US or this happened in that yeah. state or county, but this is everywhere. So so that emotional fallout is, is going to be a global thing. It's a, yes. it's a global fallout. Yeah. Yep. 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 We're fortunate that we have um, rivers and beaches that we are we can go to. I mean, that's one of the amazing things about where I'm so lucky to live. I can 20 minutes I can be in a waterfall, and 40 minutes I can be in the ocean. Wow. And it's stunningly beautiful over there. I yeah. I need that's one of my um, first stops back when when everything opens is a little <laughs> a little visit. Yeah. We have to go to our, our spot in the grill for sure. Oh. So that's what we you know a lot of um, hotels, because, you know, you have to shift the way that you do business. You have to shift the way that you think about the way you do business if you're an entrepreneur in this. Um, and there were a few hotels or there are a few hotels that said, OK, tourist arrival is down. Let's target Jamaicans. Yeah. So they had specials on a lot of their properties. And we started to do a lot of that is just take the kids, um, me and my wife, <laughs> we took the kids to the grill at least two or three times yeah. and stayed in various little spots. But at least you're outdoor, you're by the ocean, you know, they could run up and down and 
stuff. So we we just sought out other avenues of entertainment and, and expression and communing with nature and I think, I think too, like you're saying that, that change, like the rules still apply, right? There's still a curfew and you're still wearing masks indoors. You know, there's so many things you're still doing, but the change of scenery and, and creating space from what, from like your daughter sitting on the couch, going to school now, now that change of scenery, it does have such a a really powerful impact on us mentally for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great point about the businesses shifting. So it's nice that they've you know, sought out their, their own people for, for themselves, right? Because they have to survive. But, you know, it's maybe a service to someone who wouldn't normally be able to afford a, a more touristy place, right? Yeah. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, is there anything that you're currently doing, like any practice that you're like, okay, as things start to move forward and open up, I need to get rid of that? <laughs> Right. So sometimes our practices become almost like a crutch, you know, and yeah. it gets us through a time. Um, so is there anything that you're thinking I've got to wean myself off of or so I, I would I would say the um I would say the nightly nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> it really has to go. It's something that I um it's something that I struggle with because it's just so comforting, like to just go home and have a drink. Um, while I'm cooking and listening to music and you know but then it you feel you feel the achy in the morning and you feel the you know how much more energy would I have if I if I didn't so I've been um I've been trying to push it to the weekends okay and not and not you know the every evening but so yes I think I think COVID has made quite a few of us um fall in love with alcohol a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like, what we you kind of feel like, well, what else do I have? Or yeah. nothing else going on. Or, um, yeah. you know, people who have listened to this have heard me say, I, I when COVID hit, Savannah was home. And so we were home together, you know, for a time. And for the first two weeks, we thought, okay, we could do this for two weeks. She had just got home. And whenever she comes home, and you know, you know, my girl, mm-hmm. she's a party, mm-hmm. um, just in herself. Like, but so we were like, okay. And we had happy hours every day. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait, we, we can't do this like this yes. cannot be we cannot do happy hours every day we can't eat a block of cheese we can't go through a <laughs> bottle of wine like we have to be realistic about this um but you know I think it's easy to fall into that habit right for whatever yeah. it is so um yeah. yeah oh my gosh and so for me I noticed too I'm not a big tv watcher at all mm-hmm. but during this I've had like a show so so I've watched more tv than I normally have and I don't I'm not sure how mm-hmm. I feel about that um, on the one hand, I've, yeah. I have seen some good things and I feel like I can have conversations with some of my friends that watch a lot of shows and there's some great stuff out there, yes. but, um, but I was never a TV person. So I'm still debating what, how I feel about that habit. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, um, I've, I've tried to, I've tried to alternate. So I'll do like a Netflix show every so often, but I've also, I love a hard copy book. Like yeah. I love a book. I love Same. a physical book so I've been um I've been trying to read in bed more instead of watching Netflix yeah often for Netflix yeah a bad I, know. <laughs> I know but it like there's been some great stuff and and you know we need yeah. a distraction right so so it's mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't regret it but I think oh is that something I want to carry over you know is that still yeah. important to me or I I too am a big reader and um but I tend to fall asleep in bed and um which is good. It's good to read. It's good to read to fall asleep instead yeah. of TV to fall asleep. Yeah. Much better. Um, Much better to read to fall asleep. Um, so, yeah, I think the other things, though, I want to keep, if not do more. Like, I, I do want to bring more yoga in. Okay. I definitely want to bring more yoga that. in. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's just the time. I know. It's always the time. I know. It's always the time. But you have, it'll happen yeah, you when have, I make it happen. <laughs> and you have a lot of great yoga your way. I mean, there's a lot of really yeah, man. people. So there's no shortage. No, no, no and, shortage. And within our community, we have some rock stars. You know, Natalie, I know a lot of Natalie's people are over in Jamaica, and there's some amazing, amazing fitness yep. people, yoga, yep. strength training, cardio, everything. Um, so you have a lot of a lot a strong community there too, which is so good. The show. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the one show. like question that I ask everybody as we're sort of wrapping up, 
Yes. And I love, so Natalie has not really listened. So she doesn't know this. So this is really good because sometimes people can know and anticipate. Um, I know that if I had a problem, I could turn to you because you are such a good friend, right? And you know how to be a good friend and you're such a good support system. And I know that for many of us, we're good at being friends to other people and it's important to us. But are you good at being your own best friend? Ooh, that hit. That <laughs> <laughs> hit my eyes. <laughs> um, it's very interesting that you ask that because. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so because I, I spend a lot of internal dialogue time on topics that shouldn't be in there. Mm. Um, and I also do not listen to my intuition voice enough. And me and the voice had a conversation about two months ago and the voice said, no, not a good idea. And I was like, yeah, but come on, man, it'll be fun, you know? <laughs> and the voice was like, yeah, but it's not a good idea. And I was like, shut up. Just give me, like, I want, you know? And it would have saved again if I'd listened to the little voice. And there was no reason. It was just the voice said, you know? And I would have had, like, a couple of days there where I wasn't so down on myself because of having listened not listen to the voice. And I know I'm talking in like parables here, but I, um, I want to listen more to the voice. Yeah. So I, you, your other people can't see, but I have a tattoo on my forearm. It says to thine own self be true. Oh, okay. So I got that because I made a big mistake about a, two years ago. And it cost me about a year and a half of my life. Mm. And um, it it really it really hurt and impacted me. And I had a lot of healing to do. And it was because I wasn't putting me first. I put someone else first. And not a child and not a family member, you know? Right. And I did things I wasn't supposed to do that nobody really should do. And... Um, as a result, I got this tattoo as a reminder to put me first and not in a selfish way. Right, right. Of course. But in a very loving, caring, put me first way. So I've got that under control. I, I think I'm doing a good job of looking out for me, um, in addition to all the other people I look out for. But I, I need to work on listening to the gut, listening to the voice, because we know, Tammy, everything that we need to know, we know. Yeah, I know. We just it's thank you it's so true and i love that you're bringing that up and and again you would go to your wife right your quote unquote your wife for yeah, yeah. like what should i do about this and you would listen to her because you're like she's telling you you might have known the same thing in your heart but mm -hmm. you know you doubt it so we do and and that is why meditation and being on the yoga mat is so powerful when we can slow down or wherever it is and go inside all the answers really are there um, our yeah. first our first reaction is to go outside um, to dismiss the way we are feeling and to seek out from somebody else and and people's advice is important um, and mm -hmm. valuable but not more than our own not more than yeah our own. yeah yeah yeah, true confessions, right? It is hard. And I always say, like, <laughs> yeah. I've been working my whole life on being my own best friend. It's certainly not easy. Yeah. Gosh. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It is certainly not easy. Well, Natalie, I love chatting with you, and we could certainly go on for days and days. But I know you, you have a store to tend to, and our podcast listeners probably have something else that they need to do with their time as well. You've given us some really juicy nuggets, and I'm just going to get a little sentimental at the end, and I've been fighting back my emotion the whole time we've talked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm wearing her, her bracelet, you know. God, it's so weird to um, have our conversation about Jamaica and to be together and to talk about Tosh without her really being around. So I'm just hugging you because, um, <laughs> because we meet her. And so we yeah. need to get together in the grill to celebrate her and to, to be yep. with each other. And um, oh, yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been hard. It's been definitely a hard piece. Yep. It really has. Yep. Um Oof. Yeah. Sorry. Not to cry <laughs> there was a voice. <laughs> there was a voice in the store the other day, and um, I was like, 
I know that voice. <laughs> and I go outside and um, Nadine was outside. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I was like, screw the COVID protocols. Sorry. I'm hugging you. And <laughs> yeah. we hugged and it was so powerful because so, I didn't know she was back in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, and we had our moment. But Tash is always with us. She's only shifted. I know. She's only shifted her form. I know. I know. She's still with us. Yep. So anyway. And welcome to our crying hour. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, um, yeah. So anyway, we, we share a lot. And, um, and yep. thank you for everything that you've given to our listeners today. And I'm hugging you. And I cannot wait <laughs> till we can be together again. And... Um, for real. Yeah. And just hug For it out. Real. Hug it out. Thanks, Tom. I can't wait to be on a yoga mat with you. <sighs> yeah. All right. Trust me. It's in Miami at WSSC. It'll happen. Speaking it into being. Every time I wear my yoga pants that are white with the, with the circles, black circles, I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> I might be Natalie's other wife. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Nats, I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for this time to chat. And I have appreciated your listeners listening. Yeah, and they're going to all follow you now (laughs) because you're so fabulous. They want to see you specially dressed in your carnival uniform and outfits. (laughs) No, she's got lots of great stuff that she posts online. So uh, all wellness related. The carnival is just a little extra, extra flavor that makes its way in there. So definitely check her out. All right. Thank you all. Yes, so great with Natalie, huh? Oh my goodness. You've been listening to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studios, along with me, your host, Tammy Riley. Um, And next week, if you can tune in, we are heading to Quinnipiac University to have conversation with Kyle Robinson, who is the head women's volleyball coach, dad of four, trying to manage it all with a wife who is a healthcare provider. Uh, So we'll be talking about what self-care looks like for him and his family and his team, about building legacies within your team, about working with your hands and staying connected to people. So, so much to have conversation around. So please join us next week. And I want to give a big shout out to our fabulous team who puts this together. So to Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, Heather Popovics, our social media, and to Scott Holmes for the theme music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to all of our podcasts on the, flat, on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QU Podcasts and feel free to send us an email at QUPodcasts at QU.edu. So until next week, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best.